Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Under the Fig Tree. I'm Troy. I'm Bruce. And we have a special guest with us again today. I'm Tisha. Hey, everyone. And we are so happy to have you here with us. We're happy to have mm. you listeners join us here under the fig tree. We started a conversation last week, or last session, I should say, where we talked about living this prophetic lifestyle. A couple of things that we brought out in, in that conversation was the difference between prophetic people and prophets. Paul said, I, I would want all of you to prophesy. So to prophesy is not just a special gift just for prophets. And prophecy, I think that was one of the points we made last week, too, was that to prophesy is not just saying what God is doing in the future, but it's more of saying what God is doing right now. Yes. So even that point of prophesying is not just futuristic stuff and things that are to come. You, you still have to be able to convey what is God saying right now about right now. Sure. So that was one of the things that we talked about. We talked about the the lanes yeah. of the, the prophetic people versus the lane of the prophet and right. the lane of the prophetic person is for edification, exhortation, and, co- and comfort, according to First Corinthians, I believe it was. Yes. And then we see the prophetic mandate in Jeremiah where you're to uproot and tear down and, and destroy, and then also build up again. And also build and plant, so right. That was the difference between those two. So prophetic people, I always say it this way, that I can change the tires on my car and I can change the oil in my car and the brakes on my car, but that doesn't make me a mechanic. Right. Right. Just like I can prophesy and God can use me prophetically, but that doesn't make me a prophet. That's right. I don't sit in the office of a prophet, though God uses me prophetically at times. Yes. And we have to understand the difference between the two. And we, I think we did a pretty good job of explaining that. And I think you brought up a great point towards the end of our last session. I really wish we could have talked about it a bit more. But looking at Jesus as the model yeah. of the modern day prophet. Yeah. Yeah. So can you expound on that just a little sure, bit? Sure. Sure. That's I think that's a great place to start this or, or to pick up this conversation. I know a lot of prophets, right? Prophets kind of know prophets. And I know that there are prophets that tend to kind of model themselves by a lot of the old testament prophets. Right, right. It's not necessarily wrong. But there is a greater, there's a greater place that prophets can live from. And that place, or a greater, a greater model, I should say. Mm-hmm. And his name is Jesus. That's right. Amen. Right? So here we have, you know, you know one of our favorite scriptures is Ephesians 4, right? Because Ephesians 4, in Ephesians 4, we see that Jesus gives the gifts to the body of Christ. He gives the apostles the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. And what I began to see in that years ago, what the Lord showed me in that was that you have five gifts to the body of Christ, but as you continue to read in Ephesians 4, around 11, going to 12, 13, 14, what you see is there's five individual gifts, but there's only one job description. That's right. And that job job description has to do with training, right? Mm-hmm. So today we're just dealing with one aspect, and that is the prophet and is, and also prophetic people. Um, one of the things that God did for me, I had, a, I had an old friend that used to call me Jeremiah. You know, <laughs> he, he read Jeremiah, and he, he was just sure that God had to have given me some kind of Jeremiah mantle or something. And, he, <laughs> and so he always called me Jeremiah, right? And that was fine, and it was fun and all of that. But one of the things that God did, because when God called me to the prophetic personally, that was one of the scriptures that he, that he used, Jeremiah 1, yeah. right? But as I grew in the prophetic and as I grew in my relationship with God, 
what I began to see was my real example is Jesus. Right. All five gifts came out of him. Amen. So when I think about the prophet, I don't think about Jeremiah. I don't think about Isaiah. Right. I don't think about any of the Old Testament prophet. We give honor to whom honor is due. There's a reason that they existed and God called them to do what they did at that time. But they're really not the example that I go by. And so when we teach the prophetic, we go strong on 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 suggesting that these young prophetic people and young prophets learn what Jesus was like mm-hmm. as a prophet. Yeah. And so we and we have all kinds of scriptures, but but before I get into specific scriptures, let me just I'll just talk for a little bit if I can. Yeah. One of the things that struck me about Jesus's life, and I'm looking at it from the perspective of prophet, right, is that he didn't go hide in a cave. He was always among the people. He was extremely personable. He was a family man. He loved his mother. He loved his siblings, right? He loved his, if I can say it like this, his extended family, the family that he was bringing together that he would help to become the family of God, the disciples and all of their family. He loved them, right? Jesus would get on the floor and play with children. We know that. The Bible gives us examples of that. And when I begin to see that, man, it's like my whole paradigm shifted because before that, I had that Jeremiah thing going on in my psyche and in my mentality, right. right? Where I had to be kind of, you know, separate and I had to be kind of almost gloomy, almost, you know, you didn't smile too much and you didn't, you know. <laughs> and then I found out, oh man, Jesus laughed and he, you know, and he got, yeah. you know, the, the biggest thing for me was when I read that the, that the kids pulled on him I, and I got a picture of him. Uh, you know, he got one on his back. He got one on his <laughs> leg. Right. 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 And I was like, wow, he's no less the son of God. That's right. Amen. He's no less prophetic. He's no less a prophet. He's no less an apostle. He's no less an evangelist or a pastor or a teacher while he's on the ground playing with the children. That's right. And that just changed everything for me. And so for me, it, it's all about Jesus being my example now as a prophet. The other thing that stood out very strongly, and I don't know, I've said this, I don't know how many times at this point in my in my life and in my walk with God, how many times I've quoted Jesus on this one particular thing. Jesus said, I only do what my father does, and I only say what my father says. That's a good example for a prophet to grab hold to and to fully embrace. I only do what my father does. I only say what my father says. Oh, my goodness, the freedom that comes when you lay down the expectation that you put on yourself, that you allow other people to put on you. And I'm going to go there, okay? So, I mean, we, let, let's just go ahead and go deep, right? The, the, the expectation even that some of your church leaders put on you, you know, and try to make you the prophet of the house. Right. That's too weighty. That's too weighty, man. We have to be sons and daughters. And from the position of sons and daughters, then we're able to just do what he does, say what he says. When he's not doing anything, we can sit down and rest. When he's not saying anything, we can sit down and be quiet. And uh, maybe he wants to use somebody else today. So I want to drive that point home right up front that Jesus, in my book, Jesus is the main 
example, not that there aren't other things that we could learn from the Old Testament prophets, but but Jesus is numero uno when it comes to the prophetic. I think, you know, that is very profound because one of the things that I had to learn was that I am a spiritual being. And so everything that I do uh, is is a spiritual thing. And if you look at Jesus's life, whether he was playing with kids or, you know, whether he was, it was all spiritual. It was all on purpose. And I think sometimes we forget that it's all on purpose. Even your job, your family, how you interact with your children, your husband, you know, even coworkers, everything needs to be on purpose because as a prophet, your life becomes prophetic Yes, in the simplest things because we are all spiritual beings. Yes. And I think when we think about it from that perspective, kind of takes the weight off of of manned or of what you could have put on yourself. Um, this past recently, very recently, I had a lady come up to me for prayer and say, it's my birthday today, and I would like for you to give me a prophetic word. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just gently and lovingly said, what I can do is I will pray for you and bless you. We can do that. And if the Lord gives me something great, if he doesn't, you've been blessed. Happy birthday. And so we began to just pray for her and bless her on her birthday. And yes, the Lord did speak something, but I took the pressure off myself. Yeah, right. That's (laughs) so good. Yeah, I laid down that weight and said, no, I'm not here to perform. I'm not here to conjure up. (laughs) I'm just going to be a vessel that God can use. And he would love for you to be blessed on your birthday so that I can do. And I think we have to remember who we are, what he's called, who he's called us to be in everything. And if just because you have a title of a prophet does not mean you have to prophesy on command at a drop of a hat Mm. on a dime or any time a leader or someone wants you to prophesy or be in a prophetic service. I've been, I've had pressure to where, you know, we want you to come speak because we know it's going to flow a certain way. Uh And then when you get up there and it doesn't flow that way, well, people are disappointed. Yeah. I have to realize I did what God told me to do. Yes. Is it? And and that's that. So we've been in some of those circles too, where I've been around a lot of prophetic people and everybody takes turns. I'm not saying it's fake because it's actually very real. You know, and they get something, you know, mm-hmm. they look at you and they're like, you have anything? I'm like, nope. Because <laughs> <laughs> if I don't have, if I don't have anything, I don't have anything. There's so you much know? freedom in it. It is. And, yeah. and if you have something, you give it, you give what you have. But you, one thing that we have to do, and I think we mentioned this in one of our previous podcasts, is we can't become performance based. That's right. Right. Because once we become performance based, now we're living up to man's expectations. That's right. Right. And then, then you start, I told you you were trouble. I told you that before coming on the show. <laughs> you were trouble. So w- what ends up happening, I'm just going to be quite honest. And what ends up happening when you become performance based, what you end up doing is prostituting your gift. Yep. Is what ends up happening. Sure. And people will pay you to say certain things. And if you don't have something to say, then I think you use the right word. You conjure up something to say. Yeah. Because now your identity is based in what you can do and how you perform based in just on who you are. That's exactly right, man. I'll, I'll go even a little step further in the, in the sense of conjuring up stuff. We know by the word of God that there are, there are different levels of heaven. First heaven, second heaven, third heaven, right? Right. 
And so I, I'd, I'd like to add this piece to what Tisha just said about conjuring up stuff, right? One of the things that I believe the Lord showed me was that when you look at second heaven, first heaven, second heaven, third heaven, right? If you're not careful, you can pull stuff from the second heaven. There's a lot right. of activity, demonic and angelic, going on in the second heaven. So if you're not, if you haven't sanctified yourself, if mm. you haven't, if you haven't come into a real relationship with God, this is something that, man, if you guys are listening and you, you know or believe that you're prophetic, you need to hear what I'm getting ready to say right now. It's not enough just to know that the gift works. Oh, that's good. If you, if your character is jacked up. Oh, wow. Jacked up is a colloquialism. I'm sorry. This is going to be heard <laughs> all over the world. Jacked up in America means that your character is really not where it should be, okay? So if your character is not where it should be, but the gift still works, we know that, right? Mm -hmm. You got to be careful because God may consider you a false prophet. We have a definition of false prophet that that individual got it wrong, mm -hmm. right? That's right. When in actuality, God's definition of false prophet is your character mm. is messed up. That's good. Mm -hmm. So you can, and, we, and we, we have many examples of that in the Bible. People in the Bible who were prophets or prophetic and had all kinds of different things going on, and yet their character was messed up and God did not honor them as that as the prophet, you know, so I want to make that point. The other point I want to make since we're here, you know, is if you're not at peace in your heart, mm. you'll pull stuff from what you're going through mm -hmm. and what you're dealing with. That's right. And prophesy that out to people because you're unsettled in your own heart or you're still in a broken place in your own heart, or you have unforgiveness in your own heart. So we have to be careful to do what I said earlier. We only say what the Father says. That's what Jesus said. That's why he's our example. I only do what the Father does. I only say what the Father says. I'm not trying to, trying to impress anybody. So just like you said, Troy, if I don't have anything, I don't care if I'm in a room full of prophets. Uh, if I don't have anything, or you know what happens with me, I will have something, but somebody's already said it. I'm not. Why do I need to repeat wow. it when exactly. God has already used somebody to say it? I'm not Great trying point. to impress you. Wow. Great point. You know. Mm -hmm. So, I want to give you something uh, for our listeners, and we're talking about living this prophetic lifestyle. I'm, I'm gonna say this for our listeners in Belgium because yes. we, we do have a few. Listeners Hello, Belgium. In Belgium. <laughs> Hi, Belgium. <laughs> we have a few Yay. listeners in Belgium. I did want to recognize them, but you mentioned something about the the false prophet. And usually what our our minds go to. Yes. Matthew chapter 7, verse 15. Jesus says, Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they're ravenous wolves. You shall know them by their fruits. There right? you go. But he didn't say you'll know them by the words that they speak. Come on. He didn't say you would know them by whether it comes to pass or not. Right. That's not what he said. He said you'll know them by their fruits. Yes. So to back up your point, this is what is the false prophet? The false prophet is the one who has that, like you said, that jacked up character. <laughs> yes, yes. I yes. love it. And I want to add to that. It, it's just burning within me. You know, he was talking about character, and really 
developing that character. And one of the main things that the Lord dealt with me about that smooths out character issues all across the line is the word of God and not just reading it, but actually having fellowship yes. with the word of God, having intimacy when the, with the word of God, yes. understanding that when you're reading that word, that there is a chemistry happening. There is a, a connection uh, in the spirit realm with God. And there's an intimacy that can happen yes. through faith as you read the word of God. And in that comes the purification the yeah. washing of yes, the water of the good. word. That's right. Yeah. That as you do that, your char- the, your character will shift. Even if you do get it wrong, we've all gotten a word wrong. I know I have. You're learning, especially when you're learning. You're you're filling those things out. But the character yeah. will be ironed out and made whole, clean hands and a pure heart. Yes. If you will stay humble. And in the word of God, yeah. fellowship is the key. Yeah. A lot of people read and they quote scripture and all that, but are they taking that word, letting it become intimate and life? He said, the words I speak are spirit and, life. and they are life. Yeah. And so we have to understand that when we are prophesying as prophets unto the Lord, we speak and it is spirit and it is life yes. manifested. Yeah. So uh, I just wanted to speak to that character issue. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah, no. um. I want to make sure we acknowledge because our good friend yes. uh, Rosetta Tucker <laughs> has joined Rosetta. us for this conversation. I today. am sitting here eating. I am eating. <laughs> I have steak and potatoes in front of me. Uh, I want to get in on that just a little bit. I want to point out the fact of Bruce acknowledging Prophet Bruce acknowledging um, when you don't have peace settled in your heart. Yes. And I know as a busy woman. It's easy to be about the father's business, to be over here, over there, over there. This is up. This is coming up. There are those who are under me that I'm, I'm carrying their things as well and cover, taking them in prayer and things of that nature. And you can become, you can get to a state to where you don't even realize you're not at peace. Right. Yeah. Correct. Right? And when I came in, I did hear somebody mention that if, Prophet Bruce, if someone else has given a word, the same word you have, yeah. you know, you don't have to say something. Right. Right. And I think a lot of times when that comes to us, we get over into a, what's the word, uh, entertainment type of deal. Yeah. Or I have to put on a show and I have to do all of this and all of that. Right. Instead of just saying, hey. Yeah. No, I don't have anything. Right. Right now. Right. And or try God, to, or God's already spoken. Or yeah. to just be vague about it. Yeah. I really don't have anything, but I'm not going to tell you I don't have anything. So I'm going to just throw <laughs> something out there, fill around a little bit. God is saying <laughs> something. Yes, yes. You God know. is doing something. It's so so broad. You know, I know you've had some hard times in your life, and you're just dealing with something right now. I think everybody in the room might be dealing with something right now. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. That's yeah. good. That's very right. good. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, and, and, and you know, with, this is called the prophetic lifestyle. That's right. Yes. This session is called the prophetic lifestyle. And these things that we're sharing now are those everyday things that, once again, prophets in particular, but also prophetic people should really pay attention to, really be aware of. I'll, uh, let me give you another one. This is a really good one because this speaks to your identity, mm. right? Okay, so watch this. Mark 6, verse 4 says, And Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor 
except in his own hometown Mm -hmm. and among his relatives and in his own household. So now, so now if you are called, I said this earlier to someone, I was on a call. I've been on a couple few calls over the past few days and a couple few meetings over the past few days. So I said this to someone recently, you have to know who you are to him and who he is to you. You mentioned it earlier, Tisha, you were talking about relationship. You didn't say it like that, but that's really what you were talking about. Mm -hmm. It's the relationship, not the job. Come on. That's good. Yeah. It's the relationship that makes the job fulfilling. Yeah. It's the relationship. You might own the company and you may get your son or daughter to work for you, right? Mm -hmm. In the company. You don't love them because of the job they're doing. You love them because they're your son or your daughter. Exactly. It's the relationship, and they just happen to be in that position. And so I look at that from the perspective of my father's house, in my father's house, right? I am not prophet in my father's house. That's right. I am son in my my father's house. That's right. I will never be prophet in my father's house. I am son. That's right. Every day, all day. You, you know what I'm saying? It. Yeah, I love it. It's, it's too low for me to just be prophet Come to on. God. Come on. It's too low for me only to want to be known as prophet. That's Come right. On. I am son. Yeah. I'm trying There's to show There's nothing some greater. <laughs> I'm trying to. You are about to make me scream. Okay, up in here. Up in here. <laughs> and, so, and so it's important for the, the prophet and the prophetic people who may listen to this to understand that even Jesus said this. Jesus said this, Mark 6, verse 4, a prophet is not without honor except in his own hometown and among his own relatives, so on and so forth, right? Right. That means that your identity has to come from him. That's right. Not from man. That's good. Not from pastor. Yes. God bless you, pastor. Not from apostle, God bless you, apostle. Not from bishop, God bless you, bishop. Not from the people. Your identity has to come from him. And if your identity in him is not enough, go drive a truck because you're going to mess people up. That's right. I mean that sincerely. If your identity in him is not enough and you need to be a prophet, you know, you need to be called prophet. You need to be called, you know, apostle. Prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. I'm just going to throw them all in there, Troy. I know, yeah, we, yeah, I know yeah. we're focusing on the, on the prophet, but I'm stirred up now, so uh, we're just going to go with it. If you need to be called anything other than son, other than daughter, that's right. go drive a truck and be a good believer and a good follower of the way, the, a good follower of him until you know who you are. Until. Until you know who you are. Then maybe you might be a candidate for God to really begin to to talk to you. It's very important. With what you're saying is literally keeping you safe. Yes. Yeah. It's keeping you safe yes. from uh, that title becoming your everything, right? Uh, if your relationship with God is intact, you don't care who call you what. It doesn't matter. That's right. And there are many who they love to place titles, you know, because I think a lot of times, they know a lot of people, they get that, 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 that wide shoulder and poke your chest out <laughs> and a little pride come in with that, but it, it keeps you safe. And, and, you know, they'll say, well, prophetess rose or pastor rose and, or evangelist rose. Those are three I get a mm-hmm. lot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I go places to speak and they're like, what do you want me to put in your name? Sister Rose is just fine. 
Right. And he says, I am whatever he needs me to, to be in the moment he needs me to Come be. On. My right. focus Come is on. not on that title that comes before. My focus is on the authenticity of my relationship and intimacy with Father. Yeah. That means everything Absolutely. to me. Absolutely. Yeah. So if your focus is on that, then you're going to be what Tisha was saying earlier. You're going to have that relationship. You're going to have the washing of the word. Mm-hmm. You're going to have uh, a good character. You're going to have integrity, right? And integrity will keep you from doing and saying just anything or being over here and over there. No, have your relationship. That's the word I love. That's, that's, I have, that's, that's my word. Mm-hmm. I'm claiming that one. Relationship, <laughs> not religion, yeah. right. not works, yeah. but right. relationship. Yeah. We absolutely agree. We refer to Ephesians 4 quite often, those four or those five offices. Sometimes we call them functions. Mm. Yeah. Um, but uh, even though they may be functions, it's not how you function. Mm. Yes. Right? Yeah. If you cannot, so two things. Number one, all revelation comes from relationship. There's not a single bit of revelation that does not come from relationship. From Adam all the way down to the last Adam through yes. revelation, all revelation comes through relationship. Yep. Even revelation that people will get on this podcast, it might it might not be through your relationship that you got revelation, but it's through ours. Yes. Amen. That you still get yes. revelation, right? Sure. So you have to function first from the standpoint of relationship. Yes. That's that's first. And then secondly, you can't get to sonship until you get to relationship. So primary Right. Is yeah. relationship. Yeah. And you build your way into that sonship. Yeah. But once you get the sonship, relationships already taken care of. So you're not necessarily trying to build relationship all the time. I have that now. Yeah. Because I'm a son. Yeah. And now I start to function as a son, not as a prophet, not as an apostle. That just becomes something else that I do. Yes. I love it. Right. It yes. becomes something else that I do. But who I am, to your point, I'm a son first before yes. I'm anything else. Yes. yes. I'm a son. If you take the title, and there was, there was a guy, he was telling this story. Him and a bunch of other bishops went to go see president. They were at the White House, did a tour, right? He said they were in the hallway, and somebody came behind them and said, hey, bishop, and everybody turned around. All of them turned around, <laughs> right? <laughs> All of them turned around. And he said once they got inside the, the Oval Office to sit with the president, the president was calling them, you know, John or Frank or whatever. He said, now in the hallway, I was Bishop, but now you're sitting in front of the president. You're just John. Mm. Right. Yeah. And we have to recognize my birth certificate does not say pastor. My birth certificate does not say evangelist. Come on. It doesn't say any of that kind of stuff. I am. Can I see? She's trouble too. (laughs) (laughs) Not just you. She's trouble too. (laughs) I'm going to go as far as to say this and then I'll leave it alone. Jesus had a whole bunch of titles. Yes, he did. And I asked people, how do you pray the correct way biblically? You pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. Right. That's the biblical way to pray, yes. right? Correct. Yes. And when I pray, I call on Jesus by his first name. Yes. If I'm on first name basis with Jesus. Come on. Why can I not be on first name basis with you? Come on, man. Come on. That's good. I don't have a problem with using titles. You know me. I don't have a problem. Yeah. I just have a problem if you have a problem when I don't. <laughs> That's where I have the issue. Oh, because now I understand there's an identity issue there. Yes. And what, what what would you do if they don't call you pastor anymore? Who are right. you then? Right. What would you do if they don't call you bishop anymore? Who are you then? Right. 
So either way, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's good. Let's yeah, go. No, no, that's that's great. That's revelation. We don't need to run past that. We need a marinade. I know. I know. I'm still I know, feasting. Right? Like, first name basis with Jesus. First name basis with Jesus. Yeah, no, that's so good. You know, your gift will make room for you. Yes. There you go. So when you come into the room, God, the, how the kingdom of God works, it's already, you know where people fall. Yeah. Sure. You know what I mean? And so we, we're not, uh, and I want to say this, we're not getting away from honor. Because no. there is a time and place, and you should honor those yes. that are prophets. You should honor those that have labored. The Bible talks about that. Paul talks about just honoring those that you know are with you. We're not talking about that. We're talking about when it's an identity issue. And I yes. wanted to make that clear. Sure. Yeah. I'm glad you did. Yeah. I wanted to make that clear because we are for honoring those that are in position, that are doing the work of father, because that's what we're supposed to do. Yes. And absolutely. Um, yeah. Go ahead. I'll tell you what else. I'm so glad you mentioned that because even before I said anything, I mentioned Bruce's name and then I backed that thing on. And up. you backed it up. Right. Mm-hmm. I backed it on. up. <laughs> right. And then I, I, I wanted to honor you and yeah. the gift within you that, I have actually been it um, benefited from in yeah. my own personal life. Yeah. And yeah. I think I, I'm never big on names, but I am big on honor and respect. Yeah, sure. Um, and and it's you, wonderful when you know where it's coming from. Yes. And, yeah. and you know how to receive that's it. That's the thing. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's, the that's thing. what makes it true honor. Yep. You and you know that through relationships. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. There you go. Yes. <laughs> That's yes. your word, Full right? Full circle, yes. right? Yes. <laughs> Full circle, man. Yes. Yeah, no, this this is really, really good. And I and I, I hope that the people who are listening to this, you know, are are helped a lot tremendously through because a lot of what we're talking all of what we're talking about, I I know between the four of us are not concepts but realities for all four of us. I know that because I know the three people that I'm sitting sitting here with, yeah, and man. I know your lives. So I know that these are not just concepts we're throwing out, but this is reality for us. These are things where we actually live. And, and to be quite honest and transparent, some of the things that we've mentioned so far are even things that we dealt with. Yes. Things that we were yes. stuck with. I, yeah. you know, I had an identity issue for a long time. At least it seemed long to me. It didn't seem long to my father, but it seemed really long to me. Like, oh, God, please help me. I still, you know, I know you call me son, but I don't really believe it. You know, <laughs> you're, 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 you're just waiting for the right time to throw that lightning bolt. I know you are, right? Yeah. You can't like me. Yeah. And um, and so finally, just, just allowing him just you just keep going back and you keep going back and you keep going back and i yeah. think a lot of people live there so i want to mention this right you know we're That's not good. talking about people who have floated out, out of heaven who have floated down <laughs> you know uh, on a golden cloud you know and just <laughs> gently placed in their mother's arms you know no no we're talking about those people who are like us who have been in the trenches yeah amen who have gotten dirt under our fingernails, yes. who have cried tears, uh-huh. who have who wanted to get under the bed and just hide in the fetal yeah. position and say, God, why? <laughs> you know, <laughs> why? I don't know anyone. I don't know any real prophets that wanted to be prophets. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know any. I don't know any real yeah. prophets that wanted to be prophets yeah. that, yeah. you know, I don't know any. Uh, and, and the ones that might exist... 
they tend to get some form of what Jesus said to the young man when he challenged him and said, okay, you call me good master. Okay, that's all fine and good, right? But here's what I want you to do. Go sell everything you got. That's right. So even the ones that have a desire to be used of God, that's not wrong. There's a process. You don't get to subvert the process. Mm. And that process is to is to put us in a position where we can feel what he feels. Yeah. Correct. We can see what he sees. And so he has cried the tears first. Mm. Right. His heart has been broken first. Right. That's good. He's wanted more for people than people could, could ever want for themselves first. That's good. That's right. And if we're not careful, we'll think that, oh, God, why? How, how are you letting them and how can you? No, 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 no. You got the cart in front of the horse. He wanted that first for them. He felt the pain of someone dying and going to hell first when he knew that he had already provided salvation for them. Yes. He felt that first. And so as, as prophets and as prophetic people, we have to be willing to step into his heart in that regard, but the way he tends to do that is through your own personal journey, your own personal trials, the things that he chooses not to move out of the way. I'm going to go ahead and let you walk through that, and I'm going to walk through that with you, but I want you to feel what that feels like. I want you to feel when it feels like there's nobody who understands your visions and your dreams. Or you. There's, there's or nobody yeah. who yeah. understands you. I, I want you to feel what it feels like to get put out of a couple of churches. I want you to feel what it <laughs> yeah. feels, you know. And so, then, and so he builds what? Character. Yeah. Yeah. He's building your character. And he's right. strengthening your identity so that you can stand flat-footed and say, I know my father, mm-hmm. I know in whom I believe, and I know I've heard from God. Whether you receive it or not, I know that I've heard from God. That's right. And That's it, important. it comes to a point where, I mean, in your walk, if you're thinking about this, and we're talking about living practically, yes, you get to a point where you're like, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want it, Jesus. I don't care. <laughs> I just want to be a regular saint. That's what I used to say. Just, I just want to be a believer. <laughs> And just believe. I don't want to do nothing else. <laughs> you just get to it because it, it, it can get so hard in, in your flesh. Your flesh is dying. And so it can get so hard. And, and um, you, you, it's a place of surrender. It's a place of humbling. Um, and, and that's the true prophetic mantle. I, I have a picture of someone. I won't mention her because she's worldwide known. But I, th- there's such a humbling grace upon her life. And you can tell that when she is with the father and she receives her prophetic words, that it's a place of intimacy and it's not a place of what's my next prophetic word because I have a platform. Right. And that came through test and trial because if she never got another prophetic word, if you never got another prophetic word, if Bruce never got another prophetic word, it would be okay. (laughs) It would be okay because we're sons and daughters first. So I think one of the keys to living everyday life is get your relationship aligned. Let the word work out your character and, and know that you're a son or a daughter. And then from there, you'll begin to uh, uh, operate in the yeah. functions, including the prophet. Amen. I would like to say to those who are listening, who have that call on their life and they know it, 
and they're they are experiencing the things that you guys are talking about right now. Mm-hmm. They are right there in the midst of it. Nobody understands them. Nobody gets them. It seems like the more they want to live for Jesus, the more rejection from the brothers and sisters in Christ they yeah. receive mm-hmm. and not understanding this. Mm-hmm. I want those individuals to understand this point as I was there for a long time. I finally got to the place to where I appreciated those types of pains. I appreciate the experience because it was those experiences, I believe, where the most anointing was formed. Mm-hmm. And the, the more you go through those things and your character is being built and, and you get to that place where no matter what, I'm going to love you. Yeah. No matter what you say about me, I'm going to love you. No matter what you do to me, I'm going to pray for you. Yeah. Because it's not about me. It's about the one who sent me. Come on. And so if my focus is on my intimacy with my father, right, then what you're doing against me is not about me or yeah. because of me. Yeah. But it's about the one who has sent me. Right. Yeah. Right. And not take a person. So it just kind of takes you out of yourself. It yeah. takes Amen. the focus off of self. Yeah. It put it on father so that now you're placed in these situations where you have people following you and you're not getting tripped up or offended every time somebody says something or does yeah. something. Right. Because you, 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 you've been right. through the fire of that already. You, you've been developed. Your character has been developed through that. That's so right. what happens is you literally disarm the enemy. Because the power is now gone from people coming against you through offense because you're choosing to operate and flow through love. Yeah. And it's that love that will win many in situations if we're willing to just keep pressing through and not give up. Absolutely. And I think that's good because offense is something that prophets really have to watch. Yes. They yes. really have to watch. And I, Bruce, I don't know if you can speak a little bit more to that mm-hmm. and maybe why uh, prophets really have to watch that spirit of offense and maybe some nuances if you have any wisdom in that. Well, because the way that God set up the office of the prophet, the prophet is really the only office that speaks as God in the earth. Now I'm going to, I'm going to separate now for a second. We've been talking so far, we've been talking about prophets and prophetic people. Now I'm going to only speak concerning prophets. So I want to make sure that the, uh, the hearers, the people who are hearing understand that prophets speak on behalf of God. Because and so because of that, prophets have to sometimes say some really really strong things. Because prophets are part of the government of God. That's right. Troy, you started out by giving that distinction between prophets and prophetic people and staying in your lane, right? But we didn't really press into um well, let me say it like this, let's just press a little bit further into the office of the prophet and what that looks like. Mm-hmm. To, and I'm going to do that. Hopefully I'll get to, it'll all add up to answering the question. When you're in the government of God, you have to do things. You have to say things. You have to perform certain things. You have to model certain things that people just don't like. Right? So God will tell you to go over there and do this over there, and then don't talk to nobody, and just walk away. (laughs) 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 Y'all remember that? That's Mm -hmm. an Old Testament. But he he took took this prophet and said, hey, I want you to go over there. Don't say hi to nobody. Don't talk to nobody. Hear everybody passing you. Hey, Bruce, how you doing? And you just 
acting like you don't even know them, right? In other words, my point is, I'm being a little funny, but my point is, is that prophets tend to have so much potential for rejection. Sure. Okay. That's good. The potential for rejection is much higher, in my estimation, is much higher than it is for any of the other four um, what we call five-fold ministry gifts or functions, right? Because the prophet has to stand flat-footed and say, this is what God is saying. That's right. Period. And so, as I mentioned earlier, you get thrown out of churches sometimes. You get treated really badly sometimes mm -hmm. by the people that you would think would celebrate you. <laughs> By the people that you would think would know, if anybody knows, you know, who I am, they're supposed to know who I am, yeah. right? But they're the ones who are hiding from you. <laughs> they're the <laughs> ones who you don't get invited to the things, you know. They're the ones because when you come, you're coming with that governmental anointing on your life. Come on. And guess what? Not every, okay, okay, we're going to go there. Not every pastor, not every prophet. Not every evangelist or apostle or teacher is actually living this life for real. Wow. That's true. And it's easier to project where they're not onto the prophet when the prophet comes in the room <laughs> because they don't want to be exposed. And so what do most people do when they know they ain't right? They will project. Yep. And, and make it look like you're it's the you. one who is it's right. you. You know, I don't know what's going on with Prophet Bruce, but, you know, I, I just I just really sense this this spirit of something. And that, uh, yeah, no, no, that's you, baby. You need to stop sleeping around. <laughs> that's, that's, right. that's, that's, that's you. You need, you know what I'm saying? You, that's need, right. you need to stop being one way in church and another way at home mm -hmm. and, and in the streets right. and on your job where your where your character is really messed up and your witness is messed up and the and you're scared that the prophet may have been mm. sent this time mm. <laughs> so prophets have a greater potential for rejection which never stops it's all the time I'm it's all the time they're going to come send the bomb squad. <laughs> 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 you are speaking truth. It's, it's all the time, you know. And so that's why it's so important that we, we have to climb into the heart of God. And we have to live there. We have to stay there. We have to allow Holy Spirit. Oh, this is good right here. We have to allow Holy Spirit to be the comforter yeah. that Jesus was. When he was here in the earth, mm -hmm. Amen. Jesus told the disciples, I'm going to send you another comforter. What he was saying was, I was a comforter to my disciples. I'm not going to leave you comfortless. This is not a, just about the work. I know what it's going to cost you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we need to get used to allowing Holy Spirit to comfort us when people have rejected us. We need to get used to allowing Holy Spirit to comfort us when people have lied on us and said that it was us who did this. I'm talking about prophets, right? Right. If we don't do that, we'll take it personal. And then we go back around to what we were saying earlier, Rosetta, about, about prophesying from that other place. Mm -hmm. Right. And now your prophecies are here. Yeah. 
I, I don't know that you know that that may not translate on the radio, <laughs> <laughs> but, but maybe they'll get it. That you know your your prophecies. Oh, let me. You know, oh, I, I didn't use a good big word yet for the day. No, you your didn't. prophecies are askew. There you go. There you go. <laughs> your prophecies end up askew because you're prophesying from a broken place. So God gives us a little bit of a, a reprieve from that. And while you were talking about that, I just recalled the story of Samuel. Where he had to anoint Saul. And and he was like, look, I paraphrase, and I don't want to do this. You're, you're our king, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't want to do this. And then he said, give the people what they want. Give them what they want. They, they want a king, give them what they want. Yeah. But then God goes on to say this. He said, look, they're not rejecting you. Right. They're rejecting me. Yes. And I believe if we can understand that part mm. and oh, live in that, that's where your peace comes from. That's because right. if you are sent by God going all the way back to the beginning, we look at Jesus as our example. I only say what my father says. Come if on. that's what you're doing, then who are they actually rejecting? Is it you? Nope. Or is it him? Yep. And I think that's where if you can hold on to that. And I know, yeah, we're human. You get it. You don't want people talking bad about you and pushing well, you well, away yeah, and everybody stuff. Everybody wants to be accepted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everybody wants to be accepted. But 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 the reality is is that if my father and my mother forsake me, that's right. then the Lord will take me up. That's right. Yeah. That's the reality that we have to live in, yeah. not only as prophets but as believers as in Jesus Christ, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. If my father and my mother, what, what's the point there? people closest to Well, that's all the time we have for today. Please join us next time as we continue this discussion under the